Hello, I'm Patrick Chavis, and you're listening to LA Theater Bites, and I am here with Almanya Narula, the creator of Nor in Yat Khan, The Forgotten Spy. I saw this show at the Hollywood Fringe recently, and it really caught my eye. I really liked it. I really, it was a one-person show, and I really, what really caught me was the energy the actress put into her performance in this show. Just the entire time, movement, emotion, and then you put you topped it all together, and it was such an interesting story that I'd never heard before. And it was a true story on top of that, so, and that was just amazing. How are you doing, Amanya? I'm doing great. I'm doing great. I, you know, I had a couple weeks of rest, and now I'm back in it for our extension in uh, August. So uh, I'm right back in there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. For our audience um, that haven't seen the show, they've already listened to my review. And they've heard how much I was raving about it, how much I loved it, loved the show. How it was one of my favorite shows that I saw this year at Hollywood Fringe. What is Noor and Yat Khan about? Yeah, so uh, it's actually Noor and Yat Khan. She is, um, it, it is a 30 minute solo show. Um, it is about the last 30 minutes of this person's life, Noor and Yat Khan, who was actually a Indian princess turned British World War II spy. And she is like one of the major reasons D-Day happened. She was the first person, first woman to be, first Indian person even, to be sent out as a spy to France to work for the French resistance. And she collected key details as a radio operator that became instrumental to D-Day. And she saved lives upon lives that, you know, came back and, and helped out with D-Day as well. And she sacrificed her life for the sake of many. And we've never heard about her in our history books because our history books are very jaded. <laughs> um, about, th- about three billion people of Indian descent contributed to World War II efforts. And this is just one story. And it takes place after her third attempted escape from Avenue Folk, um, which is the Gestapo headquarters in Paris. And uh, where she's required to sign this document that will state that she will make no further attempts at escape. And so the show is about her having this discussion with, uh, with the head of the Gestapo and sort of going in and out of her childhood memories and, 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 and rationalizing like why she's here in her position and, and what her mission in life is, what her coming to hero is. Interesting. Interesting. And when you put the show on, as far as um, it sounds like you're very passionate about this project, what was your experience finally presenting this finished piece to the Hollywood fringe community? You know, it, it was like, like completely surreal because I learned about this story. I learned about this woman when I was 10. I was waiting for my mom. You know, she was a, she was a school teacher. And I guess I was waiting for her in like a bookstore in a mall. Like uh, it was called Kinakunya. It was like our Barnes and Nobles. And I was just like bored. And I picked, I picked up a book. It happened to be a World War II history book. And she was a footnote in the book like she I like I it was just like one sentence if that you know and I remember I it, it happened all so fast because then my mom came but you know at the time there wasn't a lot of there wasn't a lot of like exposure for like 
Indian excellence or cool Indian people in history, even though we've contributed so much. And so anytime I heard anything about like Indian people in history, like my, you know, my eyes widened. And so at the time I was like, oh, Indian woman, Indian princess, wait, what? what? And <laughs> I had forgotten her yeah. name, but there was just something about that footnote that stuck with me for so long. And we didn't have like internet at the time. This was like 17 years ago. I mean, like I, you know, in my household, we didn't really have a computer yet. And, you know, I didn't have any like easy access to Wikipedia or anything like that. But then years later, like I, you know, after I learned about World War II in school and I, I was in high school and all, and I stumbled upon her again in this like Wikipedia rabbit hole. And there was still not a ton of information about her. Like it was like the Wikipedia page was like so short. And then I would Google her name and there was barely anything on her. But then as the years went by, like she sort of kept popping up in my like, you know, some way, shape or form just kept popping up. And I, I just couldn't get her out of my head. And the more I read about her, the more I'm like, this story is so crazy. Like it's so amazing to me. And it's so like, you know, impossible odds kind of narrative, you know? Yeah. And yeah. such an interesting study on how, like, you can never, never judge a book by a, by a cover. And you can never assume something about someone because everyone has it in us to, like, become a hero, you know? And so yes. I, I just, I don't know. I, it, like the, I guess it was just, like, the fades aligning or whatever. I finally had the opportunity to write something on a historical figure via school. And so naturally, like, she was the first person that came to my mind. And I wrote the story. And I, I felt, like, so connected to the piece that I was like, I don't want to end here. Like, the story needs to be told. And so I, the Hollywood Fringe came along. And I was like, this is a great platform to develop this even further, you know? Yeah. And when I, when I first put it up, like, I wasn't, for my goal was, like, I want to I wanna share it with an audience. And I want to I wanna get their feedback. And you know, and, and then I'll, I'll potentially make this like even a bigger play, like tour it or, you know, then develop it into a screenplay. Like it was just sort of a, for me, it was just like furthering the workshop of it. But it was just so like amazing and surreal to, to, to have people resonate with the story in that way. You know, I mean, it was just like every night we had a sold out performance and like standing ovations. And then we like, you know, took home, we got six nominations and, two wins and it you know it was just like to me it was just such a sign that like that like that that her story meant something and that the fact that she was left out of the history books you know it, this is a way to reverse that and so for me it felt like such a such a huge honor yeah I can understand I definitely understand that and it sounds like you were able to do what sounds really interesting to me, you were able to probably do a lot of research, probably in-depth research on on this this very brave woman. And mm -hmm. I'm curious, um, do you have any, as, as someone who's done research and stuff like that, do you have any books or sources or places that people that would be interested in knowing more besides going to your show and seeing an exciting show? Um, sure. Are there any other sources that you could recommend for our, for our listeners that wanted to know more? Yeah, so I, I, I mean, you know, like I... Because a lot of her information is muddled, because there's a lot of false things out there. And it's, you know, it, she was, it, the thing with her being a spy is that she used an alias. 
and no one, none of her family members knew that she had joined the war until it was too late, like until she literally died. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of like uh, misinformation. Yes. But what I will say is that she has her last living descendant. It's like still alive and lives in the States. He actually watched the show. He watched the show online and sent yes. me a, a beautiful email after. And that was another whole like, you know, wow moment for me. But um, and he he runs the Sufi movement here. So her family, like her, her father, yes. Anaya Khan, who mm-hmm. founded Sufism in the West. Um, and her and her so her family is like a big, big like they're basically the founding people of like everyone outside of India being involved in Sufism. And so her great nephew lives in the States and he he runs the Sufi network in the in the States. So that's a resource. Okay. But in terms of other things, like she was a children's book author before she joined the war. And I actually reference some of some of her uh, I reference her story in the show itself. Um, but she has this book called uh, the 20 Jakarta Tales that are out on uh, you know, you can buy it on Amazon. You can buy it wherever. It's it's a children's book, uh, which is basically a retelling of like Buddhist fables, told yes. like they're they're very like moral stories and whatnot, and they're beautiful beautiful stories that are sort of written for children. But you know, anyone who reads it will get sort of a life lesson or an understanding, you know, in, into her psyche and to like why she she sacrificed her left her life. Um, yes. There's a couple books out, out there. I mean, obviously, you know, like Wikipedia is a place to start if you just want a quick thing. But there are a couple play, books out there. One is called uh, a Spy Princess. Then uh, there's another book called Codename Madeline. Um, so there's a few things out there. Uh, if you just type in Nuenaya Khan, there'll be a couple books that pop up. There's also, for the pop culture folks, there is a Doctor Who episode out featuring new and icon um i guess the the doctor like the the latest the latest doctor goes back in uh, during world war ii and sort of partners with new and icon and that's really exciting um for people who enjoy documentaries there's a documentary uh narrated narrated by dame helen mirren called enemy of the right um that was a great resource for me because it you know i i love i love visuals and stuff um and so for folks who are interested in learning more about her, uh, that would be a good place to start, I think. Oh wow, that was that was so informative. Thank you for sharing all the information with our of with course. our listeners. One other thing I wanted to mention was something that really caught my um, something that I often feel lacking in one person shows that was not lacking yours at all was the great choreography and movement that you had going on as as just a one person performer, which I really felt made your show so dynamic. And I'm just curious. Um, since you're the writer, creator, and also the actor in this, um, how did you develop the choreography and the movement for this uh, this show? Yeah, um, you know, it's interesting. It, 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 I was actually talking to someone else about this. Because I am who I am, right? So one of, uh, one of the things that I really wanted to explore with this show was strength in femininity, you know, and so often in, in, in our in our media, you know, if we're talking about women in history, we're talking about badass women, right? It's like it's like the the, the Wonder Woman, 
like Joan of Arc and like I'm coming in with my like sword and leather and armor and you know and like my bike and you know and I'm all for it because I uh I'm a fight choreographer so like obviously like I'm really into that but yeah. I think we forget that badass doesn't necessarily always have to mean this specific portrayal there is badasses badassness and like internal strength Mm -hmm. And to me, Nuenai Khan is a badass. Like, the fact that she was a princess who was, like, completely, like, had no idea what she had signed up for. And she was kind of using joining the war. I mean, she was a pacifist. She, like, had these philosophies of doing the right thing and all of that. But really, if you read between the lines, she was using the war to get away from her overburdening Indian family, you know? Mm -hmm. And then she gets put in this situation where she's asked to be a radio operator. Her, the life expectancy for any radio operator is six weeks. Now, mind you, this woman was someone who, like, had a no-lying code. She was super, like, tiny. You know, she wasn't exactly the best, like, martial artist. Like, she wouldn't fight. She was a pacifist. And she ends up in, like, Nazi-infested France, essentially. All of her team, her entire network, within two days, gets betrayed and gets caught by the Gestapo. And then she realizes, oh, my God. I am literally the only person who can do this job. Meanwhile, London is asking her to come back because they know that she will not survive. You know, but she just had this inner, it was like, you know, with every hero's journey, you have that, like, you have that, the, you know, the, 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 the hero leaves with the animal familiar and then they realize their destiny and then they, like, actually become that hero. Yeah. For her, it was kind of like that. You know, it was like, it was that moment of like, oh, wait a minute. Actually, this is not fun and games anymore. Like, I'm the only one out here who can do this, you know? Yes. And to me, that is so powerful. And the fact till the very end, till the very last second, like, she was, like, fighting, you know? And, like, sure, she physically fought when, when they caught her and stuff, but she internally was fighting. And right. so I want that, those are one of the things that I wanted to explore, but... You know, being who I am, like I'm a very physical person. I'm a fight choreographer. I have a lot of fight training. Mm -hmm. It was a little unavoidable <laughs> to, to involve <laughs> some of the some of the uh, some of the physicality. And I think, you know, with with a solo performance, sometimes if you're just watching someone say the lines especially in, in, a, in a situation where there's like minimalistic set. There's not a lot of like, you know, sound cues or things that you can deal, but it can get a little, uh, it can get a little stale. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I wanted to find a way that I, I could keep the audience engaged and I could actually show them every side of her, you know, because th there were moments that she's making jokes in the face of like complete tragedy and the juxtap juxtaposition of like seeing a woman who's like getting tortured and beat but then getting up and then making fun of like the head of the Gestapo like paying like you know paying coy and tongue-in-cheek with the audience to me is very exciting to explore and that just speaks to also what I what I connected with her on you know because it's like I I saw a lot of me in her, you know, and I, I mm -hmm. saw this like this woman who is who is trying to ref who is refusing that this is it for her, you know. Yeah. Um, and refusing true, true, true courage, true courage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. And yeah. so, 
you know, in a way, I mean, like because of the writer, the producer, the, the director, like it, there, it gives me the luxury to also play to my strengths, which is the like physicality and violence, and you know, uh, creating the illusion of violence and all that. But in a way, it was also used to to show the audience all the different sides of her personality, you know, because it was one of those the things, the narrative that I wanted to 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 also focus on is like never assume something about someone right. and no one ever actually changes you know it's it, it's circumstances that bring out who people really are on the inside because while Noor and Icon was seen as this like ditzy princess who like was really soft-spoken and like airhead like it was because she was bred to show those sides of her when she was with her family but the right. second she was out in France mm-hmm. that lion was just waiting to come out you know? right, right. There's so many. There's so many stories of people being under torture and and breaking and and spilling it all. But after hearing your story, all the hor- the horrible things they did to her and all that stuff, and not cracking once. This shows. This is this is a amazing sign of courage right there. Amazing sign of a a tough spirit. Absolutely. You know that that wasn't able to be, that wasn't able to be broken. Uh, it takes a lot of courage to know your death is inevitable, and to hold firm. What a, what a great story. Think, what's the future of your show, The Forgotten Spy? Do you have any future dates ahead of us? Are, are we going to do more? St- is there going to be more stuff in LA? Are you going to take this yeah, other places? So, um, so, well, we have our extension coming up in August. It's starting August 5th. It's going to be just three shows. Um, and then uh, I, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to convene with the rest of my team and talk. I would love to take this on tour, but I know we are guaranteed for, because of one of the awards I won, Yes. Guaranteed me a spot at the solo show fest that happens in March, uh, 2023. Yeah. Um, I, I don't remember the dates at the top of my head. I think if we still have to like discuss the specifics of that. But, please, please, uh, when you figure out those dates, please let me know. I can always put them on the site and and continue to update the listeners. Oh, of course, I, I yeah. will definitely let you know. But yes, yeah, so that will be so. Uh, outside of this extension, I know that I have a guaranteed show in March. And solo show fest um yeah. i would love i would love to take this on tour i mean you know like i have so, a lot of my theater roots i'd say is in chicago so uh if you know the universe allows chicago will be a place that it performs at but you know it, i really would like to continue expanding the show touring it and then potentially turning it into a screenplay the upcoming extension is actually still part of the hollywood fringe festival it's uh, August 5th, August 12th, August 19th. So the first three Fridays of August, all of them are going to be 8 p.m. Um, you can find tickets at hollywoodfringe.org. Um, if you type in The Forgotten Spy or New and I Con, The Forgotten Spy, it should pop up. Um, and yeah, it's going to be shown at the Broadwater Black Box Theater, which is on Santa Monica. Um, at Philly 6322 Santa Monica Boulevard in Hollywood. It's on Theater Row. But yeah, so it's exciting. It's going to be coming up in the next two weeks. 